Welcome to the podcast arm of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing His purpose, pronouncing His power, and proclaiming His praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. Through your words, it's one of the promises you have given us this year, a year of marvelous light, that you would divinely guide us through your words. Father, our hearts are hoping to receive from your presence. Lord, we pray that you speak to us tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus, blessed be your name, O God. In Jesus' exalted name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Please have your seat. Choir, thank you. God bless you. Very good. Hallelujah. Good evening, everyone. It's so great to see us in the house today. Amen. And I hope our days have been, I mean, our day went well to the glory of God. Uh, tonight, we will be going into a teaching. But before then, I just, uh, my assignment here is to quickly recap on what we did or what we took last week. Uh, who can remind us the topic of last week teaching? Who can remind us the topic of last week's teaching? If you know you just raise up your hand, you don't have to chorus it. Okay? I want to know. Huh? If you know it, raise up your hand. Don't say it. Just raise up your hand if you know it. Please raise it up very well. Please, we are serious now. We are serious now. Okay. Thank you. Now, let's, let's raise it up there. Camera, please show everybody. Okay? <laughs> just show everybody. Because I'm surprised if 50%, even not up to 50% of the house, we know the topic or remember the topic. How do you remember what they thought? So, camera, show everybody. Bradibo, were you here last week? <laughs> the moment I caught his name, he remembered. <laughs> Brownie, were you here last week? You are not raising up your hand. So, you, don't, you can't remember last week the topic. Okay? Satire was not here. Okay? Okay? Real boat, you are not here. You were not here. Mercy, were you here? Okay. Don't tell mommy. Mommy, you were not here. Okay. Bro, bro can you are not here? Okay. It's like the hand is increasing. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, bro, I can't. What, what was the topic? The art of man. Thank you, sir. Okay. And so, can somebody tell us what did you gain personally? A lot of things were said last week. Loaded. Loaded. Can you tell me, I mean, tell us here tonight, what did you personally gain from that teaching? And don't tell me you gained that Jesus is the son of God. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just one the heart that is good. There's only one heart that is really good. Not every heart, not a heart, the heart. What heart is that? Let's chorus it together. The heart of God. Now, do you know that that is the heart you get when you are regenerated? We make mistakes and be thinking. And you know, sometimes we need to push religious thought around, about, I mean, behind us. We think that when, after we're born again, it's still my heart that is there. And so we are begging God, God, this heart again, 
No, you have received a new heart and a new spirit. It says in Ezekiel 36, I will give them what kind of heart? A new heart, brand new one. And a new spirit said, a stony heart I will take away from them. However, this heart, because we still live in flesh, has attack. You know, it's a brand new, it's just like you put a brand new battery into your car. That does not mean that that car, as time goes by, will not still clog the cathode, you know, the, the two, um, what do they call this now? Um, the two terminals. Those are the cathode and the anode. That's what they call it. So, if it will still clog, you know, if, especially if there are a lot of contaminants around in the surroundings. Some cars will last longer depending on where you stay. So if you continue to stay in the atmosphere where the ocean is pure and good, your heart will always be pure and good. But if, you, if we continue to put ourselves in an environment where things are dirty and stained, we will continue to, a, a cut of clogging the heart. But devil wants us to think after salvation that the heart we have is still a falling heart. That's not true. That's not, a falling heart cannot love God. Do we, do we understand? A fallen heart cannot love God. That heart is what God was after when he sent Jesus Christ to give us eternal life. And the heart of God is what everybody should possess. And that's what our teacher taught us. Now, teacher taught us last week, thank God for Pastor Remy, you know, I listened over again and it's deep. He taught us that, there was, that God did not test too many things after he created something. Or the creation that he made, but he tested the heart of man. That was the only uh, proof that God did, that the test proof that God did when after creation. So, can someone tell us how did God test the heart of man after creation, according to the teaching of last week? How? Holy, my dear, can you tell us? By creating Adam to um, help him organize his garden help him to organize the garden like test him to see if he'll obey what please can we clap for this young lady excellent excellent my dear good job good job to help him organize the garden to see if adam will follow his heart he's speaking the mind of god the heart of god and there was something specific that god did in organizing that what was god what did god do Named the animals. He brought them to him. So, and the Bible says, whatsoever Adam called them, that was what God called them. Why, did, why was it like that? Because Adam was able to pick the signal in the heart of God. And that was powerful. Now, unfortunately, the devil came and we fell. And through the falling, then we find ourselves that we could no longer pick God's signal anymore. The, the man that we see God before in the cool of the hours of the day and will rejoice and enjoy God's presence now began to run, run, I mean, to run away from God. He was afraid when he, he, saw, he said, I heard your voice and you were afraid. God quickly knows something was wrong. How, how could my voice be scaring you? That's how God's voice is carrying so many people today. But if you are truly born again, your heart is regenerated. The voice of God should be soothing to you should be something you delight to hear and that is why today by god's grace we are going into a different topic uh, i mean in expansion of what we are continuation of what we did last week hearing god's voice 
hearing God's voice. But before we go into that, you know, the scripture now tells us that after the heart of man we foil and all of that, the kind of heart we have is Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. That was not the heart God created. Because our teacher taught us last week, God, God said. Again, God did what? So. And then God, that was done by three, three things. God said, God saw, and God called out. God called, thank you. God called. So, God said, he said, and he says, rather, and then sees, and calls. Now, the heart that God created was not desperately wicked. Because everything God created, the Bible says, was and in fact, when he created human, he said it was very good, including the heart. But after fall, the, man, the man's heart became distraught, distorted. It was no longer what God created. And the Bible describes it in Jeremiah 17. You know, God already said in Genesis 6, I will no longer be angry with men. The thought of their heart is always evil. But I would, you know, he's, he's, he, he already knew. He said even the motive of our heart, every day, man was not capable to think anything good again. Even as the teacher taught us last week, even when they are thinking something good, there's the wrong motive behind it. That was a heart that fell. And so, Bible said that heart was desperately wicked and, uh, and uh, deceitful, very cunning. He said, who can know it? And I say, I, the Lord, I'm quoting Jeremiah, I mean, reading Jeremiah chapter 17, 9 to 10 now. How did the Lord search the heart? I tried the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing. Jesus mentioned in Matthew chapter 5 and with, uh, chapter 15, 19 and 20, and we saw the same in the book of Mark chapter 7, 21 to 23. Out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murder, adulteries, fornication, and so on and so forth. He said, these are the things which defile a man. Our teacher asked last week, why was it that Jesus did not mention anything good in all of those things? Nothing good was mentioned. Who can help us? Why? Sister Anita answered that question last week. So somebody else, I mean, you can. Yes, sir. Um, to recap what she said, which I truly believe, the art of a man that is um, being referred to here is the ungenerated art. Thank you, sir. The unregenerated heart. That art is not capable of thinking anything good. No. It's not capable of thinking anything good. But by the time we now come, that is why it is important for us not to play church. I just joined church. No. Acts chapter 4 verse 13, I think, is it 13 and 14 now? 13 say, nobody dare join them. 14 say, many are, were added to the church. There are two different things. Joining church is just join church. I just, I just, oh, I like their religion. I like what they do. I, I like those music. And you come join them. And because the music is still going on, you continue to come. And before you know it, you become, you two start singing. Like, like, and, you, and you say, you, I'm, I'm a Christian. You raise up your hand. No, no. There must be regeneration that must happen in the heart of a man for that man or that woman to be added to the body of Christ. To become saved so. As the book put, as the scripture puts it in Acts chapter 13, I mean chapter 4, verse 13 and 14. After, I mean, Acts chapter 5, sorry. After the death of, of um, Ananias and Sapphira, the Bible says nobody there joined them. But in verse, uh, is that? 
Okay, and the church, no man there, join himself to them. Thank you. In verse 14, what did he now say? And can we all read together, church? Added and joined, they are different things. Two different things. The heart that God wants is somebody who is born again, saved. Yield your life to Jesus, be saved, and come to the knowledge of truth. So the question is, how can I be saved? Bible pattern to salvation. Can somebody quickly tell us? Where do we find out in the scripture? How can a man be saved? Bible study, Bible study, Bible study, yes. Romans chapter 10 verse, yes, verse 10. So precious, you said, believe with what? You believe with what? Your heart. Romans chapter 10, if we can put verse 10, yeah. Okay, for with the heart. Where again? With the heart, not with the brain. You know, some people are believing in their brain. They are just intellectually sound, but they are dead in their heart. Those ones will never see God. It doesn't matter how much Bible they can cram and quote. Say, with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. Then what happened next? Mouth, confession is made to what? To salvation. Have you believed in your heart? When I got saved, and devil will come back to me, I don't know if it happened to some of us, and say, you are not saved. Maybe you just, you just made a mistake now. Mm-mm. Bible tells me that if I believe my heart, I believe that Jesus died for me. And I confess in my mouth right now. And devil will leave me for a while. He will come back again. Maybe my mom sent me, you know, I was a little kid then. Mom sent me something. I said, mm, I won't do, I won't do. And he will come back again and say, you see, you are not saved. You are not saved. I will go back to this and open it and say, the Bible says so. That if I be, have fulfilled my own prerequisites, and therefore I am saved. Brethren, that was how I enforced my salvation. No wonder the Bible says you walk out your salvation with fear and tremble. So when, once the heart of man is regenerated, that heart continues to be protected. But do you know, I mean, our teacher talked about the battle of high. Joshua didn't ask God because his heart was already filled up that we will win. But after a while, he lost and he came back to God. Why did he not do that at the initial stage? But do you know that this same heart can be hardened? Hebrews chapter 3 verse 15 tells us that when you hear his voice, do not what? Do not harden your heart. I, I know our teacher today will tell us more about the voice of God. But one of the things that hinders even Christian after salvation... From hearing God's voice is hardness of heart. How do we harden our heart? Let somebody help. How do we hard? How can be heart be hardened? Yes, quick one. Yes. Oh, jeez. Please, brethren, I'm rushing because of my time. Yes, it's a miracle. Disobedience. Thank you. Disobedience. If you constant, thank you, man. That's what I wanted to say. If you continue to disobey. Constant disobedience. God will just be done with you. I'm done. I'm done. Constant disobedience. It toughens our heart. Make it, make it hardened. So much so that nothing goes there again that moves us. And the Bible says when we hear his voice. Because you can only hear his voice continually if you are a child of God. So he's talking to children of God here. Do not harden your heart. That same heart can be changed and renewed. I just mentioned that at salvation, 
one can get a changed heart. One can get a renewed heart. And once your heart is, you're beginning to feel that, because the heart also consists, is a place of our emotion, our thoughts, our will. You know, I asked a question last week asking what's the difference between heart and mind. Of course, heart is where everything is seated. And so sometimes our mind is corrupted. And that means our heart by default will be corrupted, will be kind of clogged, like the terminals of battery that I just mentioned. You can clean it, renew it. And what do we renew our heart with? Who can quickly tell us? The word of God. Washing by the word. Just find time to read the word. Just even read it. Let it just be read to your ear. Or you listen to it. Just let it continue. You are listening to preaching like this. Your heart will just be pure again. And we're like, oh wow, thank God. And only pure heart can enjoy the voice of God. The heart can be guarded. The scripture says in uh, Proverbs chapter, who can tell, help me? Chapter, thank you, you know where I'm going. Chapter 4 verse uh, 20. Three. Let's clap for our sister. By the way, I can't see your face because of the mask. Ah, Slavolatito. How are you, man? So, now, the, 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 Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says, Guard your heart with all, how many diligence? Everything in you. All diligence. For out of it flows the issues of life. That's where good thought comes from. By the time you're regenerated, start thinking good thought. Start having good idea. In fact, issues of life, start connecting with God to pick signals of heaven like Adam did on the very first day. That art can be guarded. That art can, it, it, it also reflects the man. The scriptures say, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. And the art can be dull. I'll ask Sister Debbie, can you tell us a little bit about how can the heart become dulled? Yes, ma'am. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, like we said, if the heart can be renewed or sharpened via the word, the farther you become from the word, the more you become dull. And things that used to be, that before you do them, your heart smooth you, you feel that this is wrong. You begin to indulge in them and you feel it's okay. God understand. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, when we continue to indulge in what we shouldn't be indulged in, uh, we, we will be making our heart dull. And, you know, when the act is dull, like, a, like, a, like an implement, farm implement that is dull, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 10, that too much strength will be needed. If we put it for me in NLT, it says when the, axe of the, where the, where the mouth of an axe is dull, it says what? What is, the, what is required? Much strength. Much strength is required when the blade is dull. But what happened? So sharpen the blade, he said, that the, it helps to succeed. So the art can become dull if we continue to indulge and give ourselves to things that we don't give ourselves to until it becomes so, um, what's the word we use, ardent, to the extent that it's no longer even useful. Uh, I pray the Lord will be able to use our heart. Because if our heart is not pure and holy and ready for the Lord, it will not be used. And this heart, do you know, can be flooded with light. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse um, 17. In fact, I would like to read it in TPT. I got that recently before the Christmas, before the new year was over. And in fact, it has not left me since then. Now, TPT says, verse 17, I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination. All of these things are in the heart. Flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. Many people are experiencing partial revelation and we live in that. It's just like a student who is in nursery school or in secondary school, high school, they, see, they call it here, and we say, oh, I'm taking mathematics. Yeah, he's taking mathematics. But by the time you get to university um, year one and your major's course is mathematics, you know the difference is clear. And then by the time you get to PhD mathematics, you know the difference? It's still the same mathematics. Tell me who has better understanding, the nursery or the PhD guy? But it's the same mathematics. You would think mathematics is just 2 plus 2 equal to 4 when you are in elementary school. That's how some Christians, we are still in elementary. And we think all that, is, all that there is is what we have seen. No, there are many more things that could be seen. You need to graduate in the spirit to the PhD level of understanding what God is saying per time. And that is why the voice of God is the key. When the heart is perfect and is renewed and is regenerated, what next? The voice of God can easily flow through you. Let's welcome Sister IBK as she takes us tonight. Oh, is that how you can welcome your teacher? You better welcome well. So you can be taught of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Just, um, you know, precept by precept, line upon line. Uh, we are going to be talking about hearing God. And I believe that as children of God, at some point or the other, we've already have some kind of understanding of this um, topic already and it's just to build up on it um, today. So we're going to go into classes. It's going to be a large class today, so please pardon us for how we're going to facilitate this. In our class, um, we're going to have this side and this side, and then those that are watching us online, you're going to be another class and I'll be watching what you do, um, and the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. All right, so we're going to be talking about hearing God. Um, I already asked um, Daddy Motoro to help us on this side and Daddy Olani to help us on this side. Okay, so in our classes today, there are a few things I would like us to do. So if some of the facilitators would just take a few notes. And um, technical, I would like us to, um, to project Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. This verse came up for me at some point um, two weeks ago. And I would like us to reflect on this verse in our classes. Now, above and beyond what your facilitators will be saying, I want you to think about this as a big, large class. So if there's something that is coming to you, when we have the bigger group come together, please share. So I'm going to read it from the NIV, but you can project any version. It's fine. It says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. So in our classes, we're going to be discussing some of the things that come out or that stands out to us about hearing God in this particular verse. So that's one of our first tasks. And then the second task is for those in this class over here, we're going to be looking at the story of Eli and Samuel. 
the story of Eli and Samuel in 1 Samuel chapter 3 from verse 1 to 10. So Daddy Motoro can um, take note of that. For this class, we're going to be reflecting on the story of Eli and Samuel in 1 Samuel 3, 1 to 10. So if you just want to stand on the side or just by the front, just to have people um, start reflecting on that. And on this side of the class, I mean of the room, we're going to be looking at the story of Saul turned Paul in Acts chapter 9 from verse 1 to 12. In Acts chapter 9 from verse 1 to 12. So the two tasks are number one, reflecting on that verse, Revelation 3.20, and the two case studies that I've read out. Now, for those online, I believe there are people online. If Pastor Haiti wants to help me check how many people are watching online, uh, so I will know how big the class is. Um, for those online, Genesis chapter 22 from verse 1 to 17, we're going to be looking at the story of Abraham and Isaac. The story of Abraham and Isaac in Genesis 22, 1 to 17. Again, from this, we're going to be reflecting on the voice of God and hearing from God and any lesson that comes to you from looking at these verses. Are we ready? Are we ready? It's a competition, though. <laughs> Anyways, yes, let our teachers um, come up and let's just discuss some of the things that come. Let's read the verses and then go from there. Thank you. We hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at rccgpppsk, on Instagram and Twitter at rccgppp. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.